All right, so this is the audit room on Clubhouse. I am your co-host and moderator, Trent Russell. I'm the host of the audit podcast and founder of Green Skies Analytics, the go-to place for all things internal audit and analytics. And I'm joined today, uh, as I am every week, by my co-host, Tracy. Shall I introduce myself then? Uh, my name is Tracy Marquardt. I am known as Europe's leading audit communication consultant. If we haven't connected on LinkedIn, please do connect because I see some new faces in the room, which is wonderful. Welcome, welcome. And I focus my time helping internal auditors get better results than ever before from their communication, from leadership, and all that ultimately results in increased productivity. And audit reports are something I'm very, very passionate about, including um, the topic of influencing without authority. So I'll hand back to you, Trent. All right. Thank you, Tracy. And today we have Jason Stepnoski on the show, and we are talking about presenting audit findings to Darth Vader. Uh, so we'll jump into that shortly. Jason, if you would, just uh, a brief kind of, um, you know, 30, 60 second uh, intro for yourself would be good. Uh, yeah, sure. So my name is Jason Stepnoski. Uh, I'm the president of the Sacramento chapter of Institute of Internal Auditors. I'm also the senior manager of internal audit at VSP uh, Global. I've uh, been doing audit for about 17 years now, pretty much my, my whole professional life. Um, you know, I've, I've done it in a lot of different industries from, from government to, to tech to, to sports to, to fashion to, uh, to uh, insurance where I'm working now. So I, I, I've, I've, seen quite, I've seen quite a bit, looking forward to seeing some, some more for sure. I appreciate that. So let's, uh, let's jump into it. I I'm, was a little, um, I don't know, curious how I was going to start this off, but so Jason, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to put it on you to try to summarize Star Wars in as quick as possible without going into too much detail. But you talk about um, internal audit is like the Jedi from Star Wars. So I would, I, and I think you can give away spoilers at this point. Like if you haven't seen them by now, that's, that's probably your fault. Um, but if you could just kind of like a, an overview of what you mean by that, what the Jedi are, um, and really what you mean by how we are like the Jedi from Star Wars. Yeah, so uh, I mean, so for those, I, I mean, I'm not sure who, who doesn't know Star Wars. So, uh, I, I think there's there's a lot of overlap between in terms of in terms of Star Wars fans and uh, internal auditors. Uh, at least that, that's what I've kind of gotten from uh, based on the response from some of these uh, the articles. But I mean, and uh, internal auditors really are like the, the Jedi in the sense that they go to the most you know high risk areas. And they try to go in there, find find the evidence, find the facts, and essentially make make recommendations, improve them, and you know ultimately, hopefully, try to fix those. You know, whether it's you know it's a you know a, a border dispute on some planet, or if there you know some uh, tech issues in your company. Uh, you know, the whatever that's most important to uh, that agency, just like the 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 Glock. The, the Republic, they sent their, their Jedi out on the, those key high-risk missions. And the, the same thing for internal auditor. So the, you know, the, the Jedi Council is a lot like the, the audit committee in terms of, you know, they're, they're making whatever their audit plan is. And, you know, they're going to go out, they're going to send their best guys, the Jedi, to, uh, to go ahead and fix those problems. And, you know, the, the Jedi are there acting as kind of independent business partners uh, with, uh, you know, with, you know, with the uh, Republic and, and uh, they we internal auditors act 
the, the same way for their, for their, for the business. We just try to find the facts uh, and we offer our independent assessment and really just want to make things better for, you know, the, the organization as a whole, whatever organization we're representing, we, we want, we want the best for it. And we only want to, you know, we only want to improve it. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. If the, the lightsaber is the weapon of choice for the Jedi, what is your, your audit weapon of choice? Uh, I guess I guess if, if you're equating it, you're probably looking at you know may, maybe X, Microsoft Excel uh, <laughs> or the, or the t- or you get well, uh, to the tick mark. Uh, probably one of those two would be uh, the, the auditor's lightsaber. That's perfect. Perfect, Tracy. I think you had a comment or a question. I I do I do have a question because because of the Jedi um, thing because I when I teach I talk about auditors as being Yoda. Right. So auditors aren't there to actually fix. They're there to give guidance and help with insight and help people reflect so that they can find, you know, the right way to to maybe remediate a finding, for example. So is it why not Yoda? Why Jedi? Um, well, I mean, if you if you look at Yoda, Yoda's kind of uh, almost a, a bad example. If you look at how he was trying, like, yeah, he was tr- he was trying to guide Luke uh, and, and kind of be and, and try to steady his hand. But if you look at kind of how he did it, uh, he was not communicating all that well with Luke. Uh, you know, if, if you were to do any of those things to you know your employee, you probably wouldn't have an employee for a lot longer. He was you know essentially riding on his back. Um, he, 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 he was he was effectively literally on his back. He was not telling him you know you know full truth. You know he. Not telling him what's in, you know what was in that cave. What could he expect from that cave? That's what a good that's what a good manager is gonna gonna uh, uh, do. But I mean, if you ultimately look at what, what Yoda's purpose was, it's it it is the same thing as as a uh, you know an internal audit. He he ultimately wants the you know the best for the galaxy. Uh, you know, same as internal orders want the want the best for their organizations. They they want to improve. Uh, you know, people's you know methods may may differ. So Yoda might be more of that bit of a micromanager, whereas you know maybe maybe you had something maybe like Obi Wan is le- less of a more of a, a macro uh, o- overseeing kind of it all, letting you letting you kind of do your thing. I mean, he he did uh, let Luke develop for twenty years uh, on uh, or so on uh, on tattooing kind of kind of by himself with little you know little intervention. So, um, you know, maybe be, be a little bit more, be more Obi-Wan uh, in terms of how you actually uh, execute things as opposed to uh, Yoda when you're literally breathing down your employee's neck and back. I love that. I love that. You've obviously watched the movie way more times than I, I have, and I'm, I'm going to have to do a marathon uh, one weekend and look at everything in a totally different light. Yeah, sure. And Jason, you are the, uh, the local Star Wars expert here, but it wasn't Yoda, wasn't he a Jedi, like at some point? Yeah, no, he he was a Jedi, um, you know, and uh, kind of like I said, before, like so, he was kind of like the, the almost like the last living uh, Je- Jedi, probably at least in terms of when that movie was made. Uh, so I mean, it's not like Luke had had too much other choice for uh, you know kind of where to go to to learn these things. Uh, but and it's not that Yoda's intentions were, were bad or that he's a bad guy or anything. But uh, if but if you you know if you look at the movie, he's literally you know riding up there on his back and you know, probably not the best methods for uh, you know training training your your future uh, you know team employees uh, auditors. So I mean Yoda's ultimate ultimately like yeah yeah he's totally a good guy but you know maybe his maybe his methods were could have could have you know he, he could have used some uh, you know 
maybe empathy training or, or something like that uh, to, to communicate with, uh, you know, the kind of new generation of Jedi. I think that's a super explanation. And when you think about Yoda's communication skills, I think you're bang on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jason, real yeah, quick. it wasn't exactly clear all the time. <laughs> Jason, real quick, because Tracy mentioned having to binge the movies over the weekend to kind of get caught up maybe. How many times do you think you've seen the movies? Um, probably, probably maybe at least 50, 75, <laughs> Pro certainly the old ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly I, I used to watch them, you know, when they used to be on, uh, when I was, when I was younger, they used to be on, uh, like, uh, HBO was kind of like the only ch uh, channels, uh, we got and they were like always on. So I pretty much just was constantly binging them. <laughs> Perfect. What's, uh, okay. We'll stick to the Star Wars thing for just a little bit longer. Um, so how could internal audit have ultimately have helped Darth Vader prevent what happened to Darth Vader? Well, I, I mean, I think ultimately, like, they, they could have rec helped him recognize uh, some of the, the importance of, of things that he was maybe kind of ignoring because he was so, you know, focused on, you know, finding, you know, the, the last of the Jedi or, you know, what other, other kind of maybe, even, you know, taking over the galaxy for himself if he really would have kind of listened to, to his auditors. Uh, maybe they could have, you know, helped him improve his, his, uh, his, his galactic or, you know, corporate governance, uh, to say, you know, because the, the auditors would have, would have said, Hey, you know, your employee safety is clearly not a priority. Cause I mean, if you look at those kind of, you know, uh, that's, that's uh, the laser shafts it was, there was, you know, there's, there's no, uh, you know, rails on them. They're, they're essentially, uh, you have your, you have your employees essentially standing about 20 feet away from a, a giant laser planet destroying laser your beam that cannot be healthy in terms of radiation for, for anybody so you know if, if you you know if you're if you're looking out for your employees as you know number one and you're, you're the top priority and auditor could have helped them recognize the you know your employee capital is your your mo is your best asset and you know maybe they would have gotten some safety rails in there maybe they would have gotten a few other things where you know maybe somebody later said hey you know we noticed this thing with, with uh, this reactor shaft uh you know it's, it's a little big you know maybe a uh, a missile could go into it uh, would have probably pre prevented a lot of their problems uh, in, in that first movie. And, um, you know, they, he, there's, there's a lot of really, a lot of like a lot of basic weaknesses that uh, the, the empire had. If, if you look at uh, R2, he was pretty much just kind of allowed to roll around and hack into any computer uh, that they want. So they, they, you know, the empire certainly wasn't using any two factor authentication or, or anything like that. Or if they had any access controls at all, that that would uh, that that would that would surprise me a lot. Um, so I just, I just think there's there's a lot of recommendations that you know internal auditors could have made, would have made uh, that if Darth Vader would have you know taken taken a look at them for you know even just you know spent a little bit of time on them, he, he probably would have uh, addressed all those all those issues that the uh, you know that the rebels kind of found all those weaknesses in. And we mentioned at the beginning of the show we'll do. Um... Jason's written two articles for the IAA with this Star Wars and internal audit theme. And so we'll link both of those articles in the show notes. Be sure to check them out. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, uh, when I was reading, I was just like cracking up thinking about auditors living on um, the Death Star or whatever the, <laughs> whatever the, the various huge flying objects uh, that live in the, the world of Star Wars. Uh, and we'll move on from Star Wars. I did want to say something that because you're talking about R2 being able to just like hack into anything and the little like pet peeves about movies. 
Uh, my brother told me this when I was in like the fourth grade and I've never forgotten it. You know, there's always like the collisions in outer space and there's like the big explosions. My brother was like, uh, there's no oxygen out there. That would never happen. <laughs> so every time I watch any movie that's based in, you know, space or sci-fi and there's like big explosions in the middle of outer space, I'm like, it, I, I, you just lost me. Um, all right. So we'll use that to close out the, uh, the Star Wars uh, conversation, unless anybody in the room has a Star Wars or audit related question. If you look in the bottom right hand corner, you'll see a little hand uh, raised. If you hit that, we'll know that you want to come up and uh, ask a question or give a comment. And so we'll certainly do that. Okay, so now on to something um, I know that's near and dear to Tracy's heart and that is, and Jason also, and that is the audit report and the lengthy audit report, the 30 page audit report. So how can we, Jason, minimize that that 30 page audit report? Well, I mean, ultimately, you know, what's the you know, one thing you kind of hear over and over again from, from business leaders is to, you know, keep things, you know, concise, get it as simple as possible. What do I need to know? Why do I care? And you know, can it can it be fixed? So the you know, the more succinct you're able to, you know, uh, just describe whatever problems that that you're uh, that you're finding. Uh, the the better you're, you're going to come off. Um, so, you know, kind of, you know, some of the ways, uh, you know, to do that is, you know, they say pictures worth a thousand words. It might be worth double that in an audit report because if you can convey, you know, something in a, in a chart or a graph or some other data visualization uh, that somebody can look at for about 15, 20 seconds and they can say, yep, I, I, un I, I understand the problem of, of what it is. You, you know, you may have just saved them two, three, for you know pages of, of of reading and that you don't need in your audit report anymore because you you know you you have a great data visualization uh, you know graph on there that can you know easily get your get your point across so i mean it is it's you know what you know what would you kind of uh you know and, and think to yourself what would you rather read think about think about your audience you know generally a, a lot of people don't really want to read you know 30 30-page audit reports where, you know, it's 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 page after page and you're just describing all the kind of, you know, every little thing that, that's, that, that might be wrong in an issue. Um, but what, what you really want to say is, and what you really want to have to have the most impact, it, you know, you can have the more impact with, with less words because, you know, the, the more text you have in there, the more things you're saying, the more, uh, you know, you're, you're, you know, maybe you're putting your, your weaker arguments are now going into that report. So you can get kind of, you know, picked apart a lot more e easily. You may, might lose credibility because of that. If you can, you know, succinctly say what an issue is in, you know, two or three sentences and then say like what the root cause is, you know, two or three sentences and, you know, why do I care? Um, and, and make a couple recommendations. You, you really don't need, you know, kind of much more than that, maybe a little bit of, maybe a little bit of background uh, to, to help the reader, you know, uh, potentially uh, understand that stuff. But um, once, you know, anything else might be, might be kind of, you know, come uh, superfluous to your, 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 your audit. It's only, you know, at that point, it's only taking away. And if you're, you know, and if you're having, you know, and if your audit report is 30 pages because you have, you know, 25 something findings, uh, you you might really want to reconsider uh, how many findings you have you know in that report. Maybe put that through like a, a multi-phase uh, project because if there's you know double-digit issues, you know some of those you know maybe high-risk issues, big issues uh, are going to kind of get lost in the shuffle. You know because how how much is you know if you if your problem if if your observation you know observation number one out of ten 
uh, is going to get a lot, get the most attention than sort of maybe nine out of 10. So maybe it would be better to kind of save those other, uh, you know, five audit findings for a second phase that you might be delivering like a, you know, a month or two or three or three months down the line so that those, so that all these issues can, can properly get addressed so that none of these, you know, items get, get lost in the shuffle. And there's only X amount of, you know, you know, corrective action plans that you know a department can potentially take on at one time. So you know, it's 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 about delivering it in kind of uh, you know manageable uh, bites that the, that the business can can fix, and also so that you know the 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 um, you know the you know kind of getting in, making your point, and 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 getting out and, and helping the business then kind of uh, you know be able to you know remediate uh, what's what observations you found. Yeah, no, Tracy, you're doing something to uh, to fight this also as, as uh, soon as, what, I think Thursday, right, coming up? Right. I mean, I think, Jason, you touched on so many points there. I've been trying to, to, to jot some notes. You know, I, I always teach the, what I call the five C's, clear, concise, consistent, complete, and compelling. And, you know, the more people write, the more opportunity they have to dig their own grave kind of kind of thing because it's too much detail you can't make your point or there's irrelevant things in there so i think being as concise as possible is, is super important but i i really like i'm going to put a label on what you called because you said you know do it in more bite-sized chunks i think those are my words not yours but you know it brings to mind you know the concept of agile not that i think audit should adopt an agile methodology, but they should consider really the scope of the particular audits that they're working on. And are they, you know, risk-based and are they focusing only on certain things? Because you're right, a department cannot, you know, implement 145 action items um, all at the same time. Uh, it's, it's virtually impossible. So yes, I have a a webinar on Thursday. The first time I've done this particular one is called How to Write Short Audit Reports. I just checked before we got on the call. I have 153 people registered. <laughs> so um, that's fantastic. It's uh, it's the most yet, and I'm I'm looking forward to sharing. You know what I what my impressions are of how we can um, shorten these audit reports up because 30 pages I would say is typical. You know, I have a client I just worked with on Monday and they have five reports, but they don't have all the detail. So it's an interesting, um, an interesting difference. And they do have graphics, which I really, really like that point because graphics can save you tons and tons of words. Yeah, I was a big fan of that also, Jason. Tracy, what time is your, uh, is your webinar on Thursday? It's 12 o'clock New York, 11 o'clock your time, I guess, and 6 p.m. So same time, same time as here, 6 p.m. Um, in Berlin. Okay. And I... I know I'm registered for that and very much looking forward to it. I think you it. are. I think I saw your name on there. Yeah, I'm and on Michelle there. Michelle Powers on there too. I'm on there. I'm on there. Um, what, so what's what's in these these 30 page audit reports? I guess you know that's one way of asking uh, what should we not include, I guess, or uh, the tips on minimizing those. But what do you, Jason? What are you seeing in these these huge audit reports that we could cut? Well, I mean, I think a lot of things that are in them is you're, you you want to say everything that you found, uh, you know, in in your testing and in your field work because you want to say like, look, like this is how much work I did uh, to 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 get to this. Um, but if you you know if there's you know if if you if you if you identify a, an issue, you really only need you know one big reason why that is you know an issue that needs to be fixed. Uh, it, you know, there you you might have uncovered five or ten in your testing. 
Uh, so you might feel compelled to kind of put all five or 10 of those reasons, uh, you know, in your audit report in terms of why these things are, you know, why these things are wrong with it. So kind of, you know, eliminating your, your, your weaker arguments, uh, you know, I, I think are, you know, I think essentially it's just those weak arguments that are, or weaker arguments, not that they're, you know, weak, um, going into your audit report is, you know, you just need that you know, one kind of big main reason why, hey, this, like, this isn't working uh, because, you know, X, Y, Z, and you don't need, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and to say, like, it, yeah, there might be a lot of reasons why this is not working, but ultimately, it's, it, it's you know, it's, 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 it's ineffective, whether it's for, you know, one reason or, or 10 reasons, uh, if the business needs to fix it, they'll have to address it. Can, can I jump in? Can we just explore one of, you know, what you started that comment with is why do auditors feel like they need to justify their existence by putting everything they know in the audit reports? Are we not past that? Or is that still what's happening, Jason? Um, I, I mean, I think some, for sure, some people are past it. I mean, I think you, you just say like 150 something people, uh, you know, signed up for your shorter audit reports course. So I think a lot of people do want to say these things, you know, more concise. And I do think, you know, that's also coming from there's a lot of appetite for that to say you know from from your business leaders your c-suite your audit committees your boards they're saying you know give me the information that i want to know but you know i only want to you know i only want to read eight or ten pages i don't I, I have to read uh you know uh 30 out here so i you know i and i think too when you're when you're when your only kind of output is maybe you know you know if, if you're if you're looking at it kind of objectively maybe from the out thinking like hey uh uh you know if you know 30 pages is a lot more than 10 and sometimes you spend you know months of your of your life working on you know uh, on an audit so you want to you want to share everything that you found all the all the wonderful kind of work that you did um but but uh, you know but but ultimately like you know it's it would really be a lot more effective if you just uh, uh ex, ex, you know ex, explain that you know took all that knowledge all those months of learning that you did and then explained it to somebody uh concisely and you know uh you know uh, you know an art report that they can read in about 20 minutes like that like there's a tremendous amount of value that's just added right there and that you you're taking hundreds of hours worth of you know learning and, and evidence and facts and you can convey it to you know a group of 10, 20 people in essentially 15 or 20 minutes, like that skill is always going to be, you know, appreciated as opposed to just, you know, saying like, all right, well, you know, you, you can, you know, you have learned all these things and now, now they're all in this, you know, sort of, uh, you know, manifesto or kind of white paper that you're writing. Um, and, you know, eventually it, it does kind of get, you know, lost, lost in the shuffle. I think it's an invaluable skill to be able to, to, you know, boil that down to 15 or 20 minutes. I think that's, that's brilliant. Can I ask you a question though? How long are your reports? Uh, usually they're only about, you know, I, I try not to make them more than any more than 10 pages. Um, so that's they're They're usually clocking in right about between eight and 10 pages. I'd say if I had an average, uh, there are, you know, there are some, sometimes there are exceptions. If you have like a regulatory report or a compliance report where you have to, you know, check it, certain amount of boxes and because this report's going to go to you know whatever regulator or, or compliance department maybe it has to be longer for the sake of, of that but ultimately if, if you're just trying to you know identify you know if you're communicating you know if your stakeholders are within the business try to make it as as, as succinct as you can like if you, if you don't have any you know external boxes to to hit you know say, say it as succinctly as, as you can because that's what's going to be uh, you know appreciated the most super 
Francis, I'm going to turn it back to Trent to see if he wants to switch up topics before I, I know. I know. Just notice the clock is running very quickly. Yeah, I actually kind of wanted to stay on this for just a little bit longer uh, mm -hmm. in terms of. So I know, like, okay, let's say we take a risk-based approach. We're only looking at the highest risk areas um, and the controls that support those. And then inevitably, at some point in our career, um, probably not even within our career, but like within a given audit, we'll find that kind of ticky tacky little thing that's like, it's not really supposed to be like this, but it's not really high risk. So I'm not going to, you know, do I report it? Do I not? Jason, what's your approach on that? Those kinds of uh, what I'll call minor findings that you just happen across almost. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's not something that necessarily needs to be reported to the board, uh, you know, it's something that is, as long as you communicate it to, to the business, um, you know, it's it, that that to me is is what my main goal is, is just, to you know, if whether that's, you know, in an audit report or if, if I'm just telling you something that I saw, like as long as I've, I've communicated a problem to you, I, I can I can I consider that a win. So if there's kind of the, those ticky tack things that, you know, that nobody's really going to kind of, you know, necessarily maybe, uh, you know, care about out, outside the, maybe the, the current, maybe the, the, the audit group and the, uh, the, the group that's being audited, I'll, I'll just mention them to, you know, the, the manager, director, or, you know, the, the just ma main stakeholder audit say, you might want to consider fixing XYZ, we found this, um, you know, it, you know it's, it's maybe whether it's not meeting best practices, or it's just, you know, it's, or it's just, you know, you're maybe performing this a little sloppily, uh, you know, you, you may want to, you, you may want to kind of consider that um and that that's kind of one of those things that get left left off the report uh or you could you know consider kind of putting bullet point recommendate you know you can have a page in your report uh after your executive summary that says here are other you know bullet point kind of re uh, recommendations for um uh you know if, if they're kind of if, if you kind of don't know whether to just say like ah well you know i somebody might care about this uh, or you know and you know a reader or a reader you know might not if you're kind of don't know you can always you know, kind of just put as, you know, a short bullet point, you don't need a whole, uh, uh, you know, a, a whole finding, uh, you know, right up on it. If you can, you know, can, again, going back to kind of conveying it in, you know, quickly, quickly and easily and, di and digestible is, you know, if you, if you have a recommendation for, you know, whatever ticky tack issue to say, we recommend you, you know, fix this, you know, ticky tack issue by, you know, performing, you know, a, rec a reconciliation you know, or, or something like that. Yeah, I like the, uh, I've seen people do, like in their work papers, will say, this is gonna be a verbal recommendation. Like we're not gonna, it's not gonna go to the board, but we will verbally, you know, communicate it to uh, the control owner. So I like that, um, I like those approaches, Jason. Well, uh, running up against time, I do know that you are a, a fan of talking about the future internal auditor. So um, we're gonna let you close out with that. Uh, and then probably, probably close out the show. Uh, so I did want to get your thoughts though on what is the future internal auditor, what that means to you and how we can go about becoming that future internal auditor. I mean, I, I think the best way to, to become that future internal auditor, because I, I mean, the, the only thing that's going to be, you know, consistent in your 40, 50 year career is, is probably some change. And auditors are used to a lot of change because we have to, you know, we, we work on you know, many different projects a year, sometimes that have, you know, nothing to do with each, do with each other. And, uh, you know, IT is just everything, finance, operations, compliance, everything is just becoming, uh, you know, more and more integrated with one another. So, you, you know, so, you know, just understanding, you know, your, your debits and credits, it isn't going to be enough. Isn't going to be enough anymore. You're you're expected to be able to you know add value through through recommendations through through what's going on, 
Um, and and really, what that causes, you know, the future auditor is going to essentially just have a, you know, you're going to they're going to need to be consistently learning, be consistently, you know, reading, consistently talking with other auditors. You know, you should be consistently reading, you know, the the IA certainly like, you know, every uh, every two months when that when you know internal auditor comes up just to see kind of what on you know the, just to keep up with what's in the cutting edge of, of internal audit because if you go maybe five years without doing that things you know if you're if you've, you've you've stayed in the same place and now you know a lot more people are ahead of you and, and it's it's only gonna you know the velocity is only gonna change is only gonna happen faster and faster so as an auditor you just have to be prepared to just you know constantly learn constantly be on your toes and and you just have to you know and and if you're uh, you know, want to be the, a good or great auditor, it's just you actually kind of seek out those things where you, you want to you know continue to learn, continue to be better because you know the more you read, the more trainings you take, you know, the more people you talk with, the more different ideas and experiences that you that you can draw from, and you can ultimately you know turn those things into you know use those and you know use them in your audits, use them in your audit reports, your recommendations to to make your organization better. Yeah, I, I like the seeking out piece. Like, as a, I was thinking, hey, you have to go seek this information out as opposed to waiting for some vendor to send it to you in your inbox. So I really, uh, I really like that uh, that answer, Jason. Okay, we'll uh, Tracy, go ahead, and then we'll. we'll kind I, of got, I would just, I would just add, yeah. The only thing I would add is to build your network. So LinkedIn is a, an amazing place. That's where most of us have met, and it's a great way to build your network and to find resources that you can draw on and to give to um, as you go forward in your. Absolutely. All right. Uh, thank you, Jason, very much. There was some good, like, actionable takeaways from that, especially about limiting the the size of the audit report and your approach on that. So I appreciate that. Um, this is the audit room on Clubhouse. We are live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. That's 11 a.m. Chicago time. I am Trent Russell, your moderator and co-host. And Tracy, I will kick it to you to close us out. Yes, thanks so much, Jason, for being with us great topics i um, love the star wars analogy and um i'm going to re-watch all the movies my webinar how to write short audit reports is on thursday 6 p.m berlin time link is in my profile on linkedin and i look forward to our next session thanks both thanks for everybody for being here